This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. Yeah, 12.02 on uh, 3RRR. You are listening to the afternoon sounds of this venerable institution coming to you from downtown East Brunswick, where it is... Let's face it, it's kind of wintry, a little bit wet. It's uh, it's a good day to be inside. It is. And it is, it is. And there he is. It's uh, the dulcet tones of Matt Steadman, who has returned from the desert. Very He's much. walked out of the desert and uh, into the lush fecundity that is Melbourne. Very much so. After, I think it was about a week all up in Las Vegas, uh, you kind of enjoy getting back to somewhere where there is some moisture in the air. Yeah, um, I'm dying to hear about this confection in the desert. Uh, but before we do, yes, we really got to say a big thanks again. He's out. Oh no, he's moved. He was doing the he was doing the stuff for the doctors. But Kent Goldsworthy here he is. He's fly, floating around the green room. There he is. Big thanks to Kent, Kent for the last Goldsworthy. Yes, on your buddy. And um, yeah, his shirt's a really beautiful material today. It feels really nice. Did you scare Kent earlier when he was? I doing did. I scared, the, <laughs> scared the absolute. Stuff out of him. Right. <laughs> don't don't no. scare Ken. I've Sorry, told you Ken. About this Didn't mean times. to, buddy, but thank you so much for uh, helping out while Matt was... Um, what on earth were you doing anyway? Well, there is... There's a what? Big, what? There's a, there's a, Las Vegas is a great town to have a convention in because it's got a lot of hotels, it's got a lot of restaurants, it's got a big convention centre. It's made for it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So um, they have about 80 conventions there a year, and I was there for one of them. Which one? Uh, it's the NAB show, which is the National Association of Broadcasters. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm part of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, it's no, good to have you on the team. Went and saw a whole pile of cool broadcast geek stuff. Ooh. But that's not what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. We're no. going to talk about food. <laughs> You're going to take the ball and run with it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... Um, I want to hear more about that, but just so you know, what is on the show today? Well, mm. um, we got people doing it for themselves, you know? Let's let's just do it for um so the home maker team. Yes. Uh Frank and Elizabeth are in here and boy have they brought an embarrassment of riches. I know they filled the studio up. They have. Yummy it's like we're gonna have a picnic in the studio yes. because um what have we got? We've uh, we've got the Darab and Homemade Food and Wine Festival, which is on from May 11th to the 17th, which is God, May is fast approaching. That's kind of spooky. yeah, next week. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, why is that important? Well, because it just meshes in with the whole things that we believe um, with with the show. You know, living to your seasons, making stuff yourself, grabbing people around you, the ones you love, mm. and cooking. And pff, this personifies it. It does. Does. It does. Ticking boxes all yes, over the joint. Yes. They are here. They can't wait to come in. We're going to go to market, uh, have a chat to John. There's sort of a brief. It starts off in a real frenetic pace, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You, you had, your, had your Wheaties when you started that little... Well, it's more John. John's <laughs> running around like a mad chook and he was very busy. And well, I guess it'd be stressful down the market today because it's wet and everyone wants to get what they need and get the hell out. I and it was think. closed yesterday. What so oh, yeah, of so there was there was so many people there. Anyway, mm. we're going to do a market report, talk a little bit about that, and then Philippa Sibley. Yes, um, she is looking relaxed and comfortable. Yes, <laughs> after like so her restaurant of a couple of years prefix is finishing up or has finished up. We'll have to find out from her. Yes, I wouldn't dare to comment, right. <laughs> just in case I make something wrong. Yes, you know, make a wrong assumption. Uh, but Dateline um, food. Combination, flavour-wise. You ready for this? Flavour profile. Think of this. The mandarin on one side. Yeah. There it is. Mm. One of the the most popular fruit in the world. Really? Easy. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Well, when it comes in, people go nuts because people love mandarins. They're easy to eat. Yes. Easy to peel. No pips. Well, hopefully. Not always. Ellen does. Full of pips. Good juices. (laughs) Okay. Mandarin on one hand. Passion fruit in the other hand. Clap your hands together really fast, yeah. and it all smooshes together. Apparently, that's a good thing. Right. Maybe I'm not the actual smooshing together no, and making no, no, a mess with your hands. Yeah, mandarin and passion fruit. I can't quite stretch them. I, I can't figure out how that would work. Well, Philippa Sibley, she's the, uh, she'll be the one. She'll tell me. Talk. That's one of the things we're going to be uh, yes. talking about. But uh, that's it. 12.07 here at 3 RFM. Thanks to the scientists, as always. And Las Vegas. Yes, what is it about this? What is it about? So, it's I've never been to that area. Yes. Okay. So I'm. This is what I. This is my assumption. Mm. This multicolored confection that rises out of one of this a desert, it, an, an, an inhospitable wasteland. Yes. It's 
extraordinary. It, 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 and you tell drive, me about drive it. ten minutes out of it, and um, yeah, you're in pretty inhospitable desert. That's did you do fun. that? Yeah, no, we went to Red Rock this time around. It was good fun. Went to Red Rock. Went to Red Rock. So What's tw- a Red Rock? Twenty minutes drive. It's just like a big canyon and <laughs> um, some natural sort of areas. They've got a big scenic drive there. It's amazing. But yeah. Las Vegas itself. Yes. So, what is it? It's this this confected town, this yes. Toyland town. Yeah, Toyland. Um, and that's I'm not saying that as a pejorative. It's a really good just fun town to be in. But you've got the Las Vegas Strip, which is probably I don't know what would it be six or seven k's from top to bottom. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, with all the casinos dotted up, sort of against it. So, so how many blocks is that sort of? Well, they're sort of one mile blocks, so they're huge. Whoa! Because they've got to stick to all these giant convention centres. That's exactly and it. hotels. So bigger than so say four city blocks here that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah okay, that got seems it. about right. Okay, and so. You've just got these – the sense of scale when you're on the Las Vegas Strip is very hard to sort of get a sense of because yes. everything is sumo-sized. Yes. You've, everything. You've got a big Eiffel Tower. You've got, you know, these weird fountains that are 30 stories high. And yeah. It's just insane. So what most folks tend to do just for the first night that they're there is basically just walk up and down the Strip. Oh, so my it's God. very, very busy, you know. Mm. Back in the old sort of 60s days when it was the Sinatra sort of Rat Pack thing – you just had a few casinos dot along the strip, and to get between one or the other, you'd have to take a taxi. Yes. Whereas now, you just you just walk. Just streams of people, thousands of people walking up and down the strip on a Friday, Saturday night. Because the carnival is everywhere. Pretty much. It's a. It's just. It's just like Disneyland for adults. It's 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 very hard to sort of put into words. Hmm. In both good and a bad sense, you know. Mm. It's, um, What's the best thing about Las Vegas? Well, I think. Once you experience, once you actually get involved in the place after a few days, you do realise that it's not just about you know slot machines and casinos. You can eat very well in Las Vegas. There is some really interesting things to see and do. It's not just about you know crappy casino carpet and mm. and slot machines. So mm. some very very good restaurants there. In fact, the last sort of ten years, I think what they've tried to do is had a bit of a competition to see which casino can get the most number of famous chefs in there. So you've got really? restaurants from you know Joe Robichon, Guy Savoy. Wolfgang Puck still big? Uh, yeah, quite a few. Wolfgang. The Puckinator. Thomas Keller, Keller of uh, yeah. French Laundry. Yes. Um, and, of course, uh, Gordon Ramsay, who seems to be everywhere. Really? But um, you can eat very, very well. So as well as sort of, you know, Las Vegas shows that you have, you have, the chefs now are sort of part of that bill. Very much so. Gosh. Yes. What's the worst thing about Las Vegas? The misery? I think it, there's is that. There, is, there a, is there an uh, overlay of misery if underneath so, it all? You know what? If you stay on strip, there probably isn't. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah, you know, yeah, it's right. expensive. If you go a block off strip, then it would be pretty pretty appalling. But it's just the moment you walk, because all the hotels are based around casinos. Yeah? They all mm. have gaming floors. They're huge. That's where they make the money. So the moment That's the raison d'etre. That's the reason for them being there, That's isn't exactly it? Yes. right. Okay, yes. And so the moment you walk into your hotel to check in, there's just this odour, this smell, and it's it's a combination of cigarette smoke and carpet cleaner, we think it is. We tried really? to sort of nail it this yeah, time yeah, around. okay. And it's just, it's instantly this, oh, there it is again. I'm in Vegas. There it is again. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very odd. And and this is a town that without the wonder, mm. like the not a natural, but man-made wonder of the Hoover Dam, yes. wouldn't have existed, would it? I'm not, yeah, I, I, I think you could be right there because that obviously then dams up and supplies the water for that whole area. Damming so. up the Colorado River, unless I'm mistaken. That's true. Yes, and, and uh, creates, as you were saying, the biggest... A man-made lake in America, in I USA? I think it is Lake Mead, so. yes, yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay. So you can, it's a, again about half an hour drive out, so you can go and have a look at that. Would you go back? Uh, yes, but for a very short period. I was there for about a week because the convention went for about a week, and that's more than enough time to spend. Gotcha. This yeah. is a food-focused show. What would be the, the place where you would go to? What's the thing you'd hang out for food-wise? I, oh, I, I said to you before the show, I had, I reckon, probably my best steak frit I've ever had at mm. Thomas Keller's uh, restaurant in Las Vegas. It was amazing. Saw the, saw the food porn. Very much so. Yeah, no, I showed you the photos. But yes. here's a town. If you want to eat burgers, steak, Italian or French, you're covered. Yes. If you want anything else... Good luck. Yeah, and you said there's a preponderance of um, jack cheese. Oh, yeah. What is jack cheese? It's sort of the American attempt at cheddar, I guess, is the flavour they're going for. But then they put orange food dye in it, and it's just... The the anato is strong in this one. (laughs) (laughs) As they say. Uh, 1212, three triple RFM. Mm. Uh, Maybe Matt might put the, uh, the picture of the perfect steak frites. I'll tweet it. Will you? It'll make you hungry. It will indeed. And uh, we also have to say, hands across the water, hands across the sea, wherever you're listening to us here on 3RRR, I've got an old buddy of mine who uh, I'm meaning to chat with. We need to do that very, very soon, guy, buddy of mine from Toronto. So a big 
chat to him. He's going into warmer weather. No more polo vortexes for him, huh? And so he tweeted earlier and said it was National Grilled Cheese Day in in <laughs> Canada last uh, last weekend. So, yeah. um, well, they do that with apple pie. Do they? As Canadians, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, might be a Quebecois. What they have a national day? Well, no, I don't know. Probably, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's it's a big, it's a very valid thing to serve a big slice of cheddar with uh, your piece of uh, apple pie. And really? Yeah. How does that even start to work? Hey, dude, do you have do you have cheese? Uh, do you have apple on your cheese plate sometimes? Ah, uh, yes, you do. Ah, ah. Yes, okay. Twelve thirteen. Triple R. Where are you listening to us? It's great to have you aboard. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, not sisters doing it for themselves, but a couple of people um, for the Darabin Food and Wine Festival, Homemade Food and Wine Festival, coming up next. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, what serendipity that is. Elizabeth was just reading about, uh, <laughs> gosh, this Darabin Homemade Food and Wine Festival. What a wonderful introduction, because uh, in front of me I have the beaming countenances. Yeah, look at them, smiling. <laughs> Frank and Elizabeth from uh, Home Make It, a very, very good afternoon. Welcome on this, oh, autumnal slash wintry kind of day. Howdy, guys. Thank it's you. a bit rainy outside, isn't it? Oh, it sure is. It's, um, yeah, the seasons have turned, but uh, the great thing about being able to follow that is that for a lot of us that gives us a clue to what we should be cooking and what we should be doing. And um, I think that sort of ties in really, really well with, uh, with homemade food. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what's the name of this, um, this business you have? Home Make It. So Home Make It is, uh, is a company that supplies everything that you need to produce uh, products at home. So Yeah, you've got sauerkraut. Crocs? Uh, I not, saw them in a shop not today. Not and I went, crowds, but oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything, anything you need to make wine at home, beer at home, cider at home, cheese, salami, yep. um, all, all sorts of uh, all, all sorts of goodies. But um, in essence, preserving preserving uh, uh, produce so that you can have uh, food to eat and drinks for, wow. for the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so how long have you been doing this for? I've been doing it for oh, over, over 10, 10, 15 years. I could years tell now. by the way you were looking going, oh, how long has, how long has it been? Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but I've been, I've been doing my own produce at home with, uh, with mum, with mum and dad since, since we were, since we were kids. So, yeah. I've got, I've got photos when I was just over two years old in, uh, in the garage making, uh, passata. So. What was your, what was your first job doing the passata? Uh, throwing the tomatoes down the driveway. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you didn't. You, you weren't the one putting the one piece of basil in, or the you know the special jobs that, that further was, down the line. That, that came in when I was a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've got to get promoted with that. Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, first of all, background. What's uh, what nationality are we looking at here? Italian. Italiano. Si, si, si parla italiano. Okay. A and little, a little. Yeah. Um, well, um, I've been working with Home Make It now for two years. And yep. um, yes, I'm delighted to be, you know, I'm a passionate foodie and delighted to be part of all this beautiful homemade um, produce and um, I'm all about getting out there and, and educating and mm. teaching people how to do it. And what was your job doing the, the tomatoes? Have you got to come from big family? Uh, yes. Yeah, of yes, course. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, we all helped um, doing the passata and, and salami and yeah. pasta. Yes. Pasta. And, and the I olives. Like, and the, uh, the, and the this is it. I mean, you, <laughs> Italians and, uh, you know, a lot of people, Italians especially, you tell the time of the year by what you're supposed to be doing or the, t- the time of the year tells you what you should be thinking about doing, yeah? And the moon. Yes. And the moon. And the Correct. moon. That important moon. Uh, tell us about the moon. moon. Full moon. Full moon tells you when to plant seeds, when to, when yes. to rack your wine, when to transfer your wine, when to... Didn't Winter, know that. Uh, the, moon, the moon makes a big difference in... Uh, Get in out of here. <laughs> the moon and wine, I never knew that. <laughs> it does. Really? Yeah, gravity. Gravity. Gravity, man. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that. <laughs> See, you're learning stuff already. Um, so, uh, tell us a, a little bit, first of all... Well, uh, Darabin, let's, let's move on to there. We've sort of established the fact that, uh, hey, you're authentic... Italiano, uh, see, comes from the family. And um, what's Darabin um, Homemade Food and Wine Festival? It's in its fifth year. This we know. And um, it's it's a great celebration of doing stuff um, for yourself. Tell us a little bit about that, I suppose. That's And, and what you guys are going to be doing, how you guys are going to be interfacing in with the, the festival. 
So the Darabin um, Homemade Food and Wine Festival started, like you said, five years ago, mm. um, and it was it was it was brought together um, from a group of people that used to make wine or still do make wine at home. Yeah, um, and they wanted to hold a, a competition between themselves and mm. uh, and celebrate celebrate their their hard work in in getting wine together. So and, and a and bit of recognition. Yeah. <laughs> I just so, want some recognition. Yeah. So yes. So what better way to to go to the um, the Darabin Council and uh, and get support from them and they, and they created uh, this festival, which is so. It was a Darabin wine off to start off with. It was Darabin wine off to start <laughs> yeah. off with. And then no uh, grappa. No one did the grappa because no, no no one owns up to actually doing it. No, it always comes from someone else. That's illegal. Yeah, no, I got it from someone else. So <laughs> someone gave me some. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, though, so and fermenting is good. Distillation, not so. Not we don't so talk good. about that. Yeah, so yeah. it started off humble roots with uh, the fermented grape. Yeah. And then it grew from there, yeah. And it grew, and you know, the, 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 it's multi, it's multicultural. So you know, there the, the, there is a strong, a strong uh, uh, Italian background in in the Darabin area. You know, look at Reservoir and Preston; it's it's got a strong Italian background. But it's it's grown beyond Italian traditions now. It it's has, grown, hasn't it? It's multicultural now. So the the, sk- the skips have gotten onto it, haven't they? They have, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking as a skip, yeah, yeah. You said it, not me. Yeah, no, I did, <laughs> and, and I think you know, it's. Uh, it's, it, it skips a kind of a term of endearment now. Yeah. Well, I try to I try to make it uh, slow food and uh, and foodies more than more than uh, the term you put it as. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, look. Well, it's, it, okay. Let, let, let's be serious. The enlightened amongst us that are going into understanding tradition and seasonality. Okay, Fantastic. that's that's me Perfect. being serious about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> rather than just being flipping day, it skips to it. <laughs> but but it is, isn't it? And yeah. more and more of those people who want to do things for themselves in the right seasons now have an opportunity to join um, uh, ethnic, ethnic, uh, uh, not minorities, that's not the right word, I'm saying this clumsily, but people that have have that, these tradition for generations, now you can disseminate that to the rest of us. Exactly, yeah, and... and Part of our part of our courses are are, uh, are a massive part of uh, of home make it, mm. um, and we don't we don't get um, a lot of uh, a lot of Italian background uh, people coming to our courses because <laughs> they know because um, they know and they'll tell they you they know. can do it better anyway. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you come into <laughs> our shops at any time of the year, there there tends to be well, there's three main part three main uh, ses- sessions in our in our shops is passata, which is tomato sauce, yep. wine making, and salami making. They're our three strong main um, uh, seasons. Yeah, because you don't need much for the olives. You just need like a little mallet if you're going to be doing the green ones, just oh, to even, split them. And then just, just a bottle of a beer bottle would... Uh, bottom of a beer bottle? Yeah, bang. bang. <laughs> it's a very lovely, solitary <laughs> thing. Um, Elizabeth, what are you going to be doing at uh, the Homemade Festival? I'll be there um, just overseeing what, what the Homemaker team will be um, uh, facilitating. We've got some demos that what we're doing. Of, what sort of, tell us about the demos you're going to be doing. We're doing the introduction to homemade winemaking and appreciation and Steve Lamberto, one of our um, leaders in that area, will be facilitating that. And yes. that's on the Tuesday evening at Preston Shire Hall yeah, um, from 6.30 nice. till 8. Um, Steve Lamberto is also our sausage and salami king. Sausage um, man, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the homemaker staff are all very passionate about their food as well and, and they really shine when they come through and, and get to, you know, do the um, sharing of information. Mm. Um, so um, the Hot Spanish Sausage Making Course will be held at our Reservoir Home Make It store, which is um, at 265 Spring Street. Now, spots are limited, so um, I think there's only a few left when we last checked. So, How much does it cost money? Um, well, they normally are at $80, the sausage courses, um, and we have got a bit of a special for Darabin Homemade Food and Wine Festival. They'll be $70, and you've got to use a code to get in, which is all on the program. It's not like a Masonic um, handshake or anything, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we are actually yes. throwing in um, a little bit of a, um, a freebie. Well, it's a it's a sausage recipe kit, homemade yes. kit, which is valued at $33, and that'll and people will be able to take that away with them. What's in the kit? On the evening. Um, in the kit, there's some spices. Yeah. Um, there's some of the consumables like um, Frankel. There's, 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 no there's, uh, there's a sausage casing where, uh, yep. where you pretty much uh, put your put your mince meat in there. Yep. There's, uh, there's the salt and all the spices. So 
Um, I won't give you the recipe, but in the in the spicy <laughs> chorizo, there's mm-hmm. uh, there's some goodies in there that uh, that give it uh, give it some uh, authentic uh, spicy chorizo flavours. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and it's just a, a recipe that we've that we've sort of worked with uh, over the years and and sort of got it right down to the mm-hmm. to the to the gram. How many years does it take to get it right, Eric? Lots of lots of sausages being. That's trial and error, isn't it? It is, but it, yeah. but that, but that, that that's the thing. So, the, this hands-on experience, you're disseminating that knowledge, which is, which is what it's all about. And I think it, it's great when you get just people together talking about. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to say it, their passions. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even though uh, Matt's going to wince a little bit. <laughs> Start with your cliches, Cam. But, um, but they are. This is, this is passion. So, okay, so Darabin, what else is – so you're a part of that, but what else can we see at the Darabin Homemade um, Food and Wine Festival? Oh, there's, there's loads. There's Just loads heaps. going on. Yeah, there's loads. There's, there's um, olive pickling courses. There's Ava um, workshops. There's, uh, there's a theatre – there's a theatre show going on um, with uh, with Linda Catalano. She's uh, she's she. It's uh, yeah, read into it. It's uh, that'll be pretty pretty cool. Um, and they're also the Melbourne Salami Festa have also uh, linked in with uh, the Darwin Homemade Food and Wine Festival, and they're wow. doing some salami sessions. Yeah, which uh, we're also helping yeah, and, and supporting, supporting yes. um, yep. with our with our knowledge and our equipment and whatnot. Um, so yeah, there's there's loads, and the and the big days on. Saturday, on the Saturday, Saturday the, the feast. Meat, yes, so it's going to be a feast. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. you get to taste a lot of homemade wine. You get the, all the all the producers all co- congregate in uh, in in an area, and uh, you can go around and taste all the homemade wine. Some are better than others. Um, mm-hmm. Last year there was a there was a crazy crazy nettle davola um, being made from uh, from a couple of friends in uh, in Thornbury that uh, that that uh, made a nettle davola, and it was what's that spot on? Oh, it's a it's a it's a grape. It's Shiraz nettle yeah. davola. Cab Sav Nettle Davla is, uh, I is a, just. I a, thought it was the Devil Grape. No, well, no, not maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. No, no, Diablo, no. yeah, yeah, okay. And <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it's a variety that's um that grew grew mm. strong in Sicily. So and, yeah. and it's br- it's brought over here and uh, and they made a, a fantastic one. Fantastic. All right. Well, look to get information. Uh, the Google machine, your favourite search engine, whatever that might be. Uh, we look up Darabin. Darabin Homemade Food and Wine Festival. I think you can find that yeah. on the Darabin yes, website. The program's live on the Darabin website. Yes, .vic.gov.au. Fantastic. Well, look, um, well done. I'm sorry we don't have more time, but uh, I think it's going to be a good time for all, and uh, we all learn together, and uh, and it's a beautiful communal experience. Yeah. Thanks for having it us, and uh, and we'll leave you with all these goodies to uh, to munch while you're uh, and Woo. drink while you're uh, continuing on with the show. <laughs> Homemade is a good way to be here on Eat It on Three Triple R Twelve Twenty Six. Matt wants to crack the whip. We selected some music just because you know it's um, it's it's. It's that kind of day, is it not? It was rain on the window. It may be cold, ladies and gentlemen, but we've got someone who's moving around very, very fast. It's John, because he's a man on a mission, are you not? John, good morning. Good morning to you. Yes, I am, because the people have decided to come out now, so we've got to get on to it. I know. It was good. You were going to go and have a chat. I said, no, can't talk. Regulars are here. Customers are always right. It's busy in the... In, I just came through the uh, the deli section and it is heaving in there. Yeah, well, see, a lot of people couldn't come out Friday because they had to work. Uh-huh. Yesterday they couldn't come because we weren't it's here. Cold. Oh, yeah. And today's the day. It's, I can feel it. It feels a little bit like a Saturday, but... Yeah, uh, it does. It's a cool Saturday. Yeah, it's beautiful. We've got good veggies, so everyone's happy. Yes. Uh, even the little sparrows there looking at you, seeing if you're in the way of what she can pick up to eat. It's a, yeah, there's a sparrow just sort of looking around furtively going, there's got to be something, got to be something. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, it feels cooler. It's, uh, the switch has been thrown, hasn't it? Definitely. You can feel it in the air. I can. When I was coming from Moravan Zig, when I was coming from Moravan, I was looking into the city and I could see this ugly, thin black cloud, yeah. you know, like a veil. Low, and low was, cloud. Yeah, and I said, it's going to come. And it's here. It's yeah. here. Only drizzly, but still it's here. Beautiful. Well, I've been, uh, we had a chat to a, a sheep farmer last week, uh, no, two weeks ago, um, and um, he was saying that um, he's had some good rain, and uh, it's been very, I think a lot of people very happy yes. towards our north. I've had a few people come down from the country, as they always do, to buy their veggies, mm. and they've been happy, happy, because they need the rain as well. 
uh, it just reinvigorates the soil. It doesn't matter what you're growing, grass, vegetables, fruit or whatever. There's nothing better than rainwater because it oxygenates the ground. And so do we. Yes. I mean, around here, Melbourne needs it. Yeah. Um, I uh, drive uh, past uh, Lakeside Drive around the, around the lake. It's been really brown lately. It has. It's starting to green up again. It looks, it looks really good. But even we as humans, we need the rain too because it's a calming effect. I'm sure you feel a little bit more tranquil, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about taking a little bit easier but still doing what you've got to do. Yeah. So that's good life's grand. Well, here I am doing what I'm supposed to do, which is come and have a chat to you, just about to go and have a radio show, which you folks will hear soon, and then I'm getting some stuff. I'm heading home into the warmth of the house, and uh, I think a slow braise is on the... Uh, on the uh, the, oh, the draw card for me. Definitely. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay, let's go through the uh, the veg, because as you were saying, you haven't really got a lot of time. I'm seeing the grapes there out of cold storage now, but you've still uh, got them. Some of these were hanging on the vine. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there'll be any out there today, because if they are, they'll be done for. <laughs> yeah. uh, some have been stored for a couple of weeks, yes, but um, they're still very, very crisp and very good to eat. Mm. Uh, little bags of sugar, that's all they are. They certainly are. Okay, so get those while they're still around. I haven't seen any navel oranges come in yet, uh, which is that Robbie's real... Robbie's got some Yankee Doodle dandy no, no, no. ones. I'm, yeah, I'm talking navel. When yeah, I say yeah. navel orange, I yeah, mean yeah. not American navel. Not ones oh, with American oh, accent. Well, we got the vowels with the old season vowels. Very juicy. Maybe a little bit too ripe for some people to eat, but you'll get a, a big beer glass full of juice out of one orange, which is spectacular. Gee, that is spectacular. But I, I guess what I'm saying is that navel oranges as well as reminding me of halftime at sports, um, oh, is, yeah. is, is the real thing of just saying it's getting colder now. Definitely. You know, it heralds the change of the seasons mm. and changes of attitude to what we eat, and we're thinking about new fruits that we haven't had for six months, new vegetables um, or even the same vegetables that we've had but with more flavour, more colour, more life in them. Yep. So, yeah, it's a reminder. Well, everything's looking pretty vibrant today. Um, have you... What, what have you been taking home? See you, buddy. See you, Claudio. Um, <laughs> what haven't I been taking home? We had a, a magic barbecue yesterday. Um, a magic barbecue? A magic barbecue, the best barbecue. I cooked yeah. it, of course, mate. Is this um, the cook and come again barbecue, like the magic pudding? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. I, I, I tell a lie. I cooked the meats, but Franca cooked... Um, we had uh, green bean salad. We had potato salad uh, with olive oil. We had uh, potato salad with mayonnaise. We had... Um, Two different types of yeah, potato salad. that's right. <laughs> we, we had um, crumbed and fried white zucchini, you know, the Lebanese zucchini. Yeah. Uh, we had steamed peas, um, cauliflower, a little bit of broccoli. You name it, it was there. The bench was full as usual. There was 14 of us, but there was enough food for 20. Yeah. There wasn't much left by the time they went home last night. Oh. So, yeah, it was just beautiful. We chilled out. Um, a lot of people were reflecting about the war. We talked about uh, our friends and relatives that came to Australia after the war yes. and how they've progressed or how they think they've progressed, um, how our friendships have changed for them and so on. Mm. So it was another nostalgia day like we did at East. That was beautiful. Oh, what a what a great day! So uh, and good thing. So and after all this, this this spread that came through with these two different types of potato salad and green salad, dessert. Well, you must have oh, just had something. I'm dessert. Sure we had on. bread and butter pudding. Oh, we had scones with cream and jam, which I have one. To we had a, a, an apple cake. Um, I don't know, I didn't eat much dessert. <laughs> you were done. <laughs> I was done. Hey. Um, but, yeah, there were another two or three which I, I just couldn't look at, you know. You know, when you get to the stage, um, when who's, are they yours? When you get to the stage when, when it says enough's enough. Yeah. So, because I, I, I listen to my, my body these days, I'm not a, a connoisseur anymore. I have to be careful because if yeah. I eat too much, I don't sleep. So, yeah, there was more desserts there. Um, the girls went crazy because they loved their desserts as well. But you had an Averna, right? Yeah, we had a bit of everything, mate. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's Averna? For those that have never had an Averna, tell us, tell us about that whole, the whole notion of the Italian per alimentari. You see? Per alimentari. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What is that? It's, um, for the guts. For, for the good health. Oh, okay. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. Uh, oh, the goodness. Goodness. Yeah. So, you know, some people have um, different types of drinks, you know, we might have a quick grappa. Hello, Mick, how are you? 
Um, Redman's here. Yeah, I, I've lost the track of what what we drink. No, 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 no. What we drink? Yeah, mostly yesterday they only drank red wine and mm. they they went on a beer and they went on the spirits. But sometimes they have a rosantico or um, to settle the stomach they might have a fernet. You know the the stuff made from um, artichokes. Oh, china. Yeah, 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 china. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, plenty, there's plenty of things that uh, they have a drink for the reason of having a drink, which they reckon settles the stomach. But yeah. uh, it's a good excuse. It's a good excuse, and you have a whole word, you know, the uh, the digestivo, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move through. Have you, are there any new lines that have sort of come in that we've, yeah, we've yeah. sort of seen? Mushrooms. The, what are they doing? Uh, mushrooms, because. <laughs> I'm getting a message from the manager Just there. Second, She's got to leave, leave. so it's got to be quick. Um, apparently, earlier this year, some of the farms got a bad batch of manure, and um, you know they got fungus into the rooms. And even though they're growing fungus, it, and they're not compatible, so they had to close shop. So there's a shortage of mushrooms. Really? We're selling Swiss brown 16. Yeah. The white ones are selling 13, 14. Uh, you know, normally people look to pay it about nine dollars, which is too cheap. Yeah. So, you know, when now we're getting to reality prices. It's still worth buying a mushroom. You don't need a kilo of mushrooms to enjoy them. Uh, we had Swiss browns just lightly uh, fried in a pan, just warmed through, mm. uh, and they were lovely. Thank mm. you. Um, yeah, so there's a shortage, but there's still plenty around for okay. people to have a go. That's the cultivated um, mushrooms, but we're still looking. Pine mushrooms are coming in. The wild mushrooms are still around. I reckon it should be a good season now. I think so, because I walked through a mush past a mu- mushroom specialist the other day. Yeah. And there were these worm mushrooms and um, Australian-grown varieties that I've never even heard of. Um that I know they exist, but I've never seen them. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, now's the time. They had pine mushrooms. They had uh, slippery jacks. They had all yeah. the other different ones. So, yeah, get out there, go for a walk, but be careful. Don't pick the red ones with the spots on top. <laughs> yeah. Don't pick the death caps because if you want to die in a hurry, that's yeah. what will happen. So be careful when you're picking wild mushrooms. I, I would actually say as, as something, yeah, if you have any worry about what it is, do not eat it, folks. Do not eat it. Go for the pine mushroom because they're orange, they're very, very obvious, and they are relatively safe. Is that good? Can we say that responsibly? Definitely, yes. Okay, definitely. that's good. All right, you got a rose is running around because we've got to get stuff happening. It's thinned out a bit. But anyway, come on, do your pick of the market. Uh, pick of the market. I'm going to have Brussels sprouts this week because I've been selling them two weeks already, so now it's the time. With this cold weather, they're not full of sprays and stuff. Yeah. So we'll have uh, a mash of... Um, sprouts next to a steak uh, we're still having a few salads it's been lovely nice iceberg coming out of places like Rosebud and that all local stuff um, bananas and grapes well, well we're having a feed of them cauliflowers still six bucks each people are still buying them you, you've got to eat you can't say well you know six bucks I'm not going to eat fine if you can find something else you like why not you know a variety is the spice of life so have some cabbage we had coleslaw yesterday I didn't eat it, but um, my uh, my Italian cousins that are more skipped than anything else these days hoed into it. Yeah, that's Aussie skipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, just explain it. <laughs> yeah, Sub- and, subtitles here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and we've had the little green cauliflower, so people have been intrigued by the colour. I've been telling them, break them into little florets and saute them. Beautiful. And then put the water when you cook your pasta into them and make a little bit of juice mm. and put a fruit of pasta. It works. I'm seeing, I don't know why, but I'm thinking pine nuts and sort of sultanery sort yeah, of Yeah, yeah, and a little bit of onion. And a little bit of chilli. Chilli. Just a little bit. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Try it out. Look, like I said, variety is the spice I like. Absolutely. Cavalonero. Cavalonero is good now too because it likes the cold weather. The leaves are nice and vibrant. You can see the baby leaves inside, not big coarse leaves with coarse stems and that. So walk around the market, pick the eyes out of it. Mm. We've got some beautiful Dutch carrots the size of a thick cigar. A lot of people shy away from them. They're all sugar. Ooh. They're very tender. Ooh. I love them baked. Yeah. Awesome. I love awesome. them with, um, what do I love them with? Uh, mustard, brown sugar and butter glaze. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and can I, one more thing, I'm going to let you go. There are still some figs at the market. There's still yes. a couple yes, down there's, there. There's some big black varieties that are a very late fig. Yeah. 
may not be any more after this rain today. No, 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 exactly. But, but if they're in good condition, they can survive the rain. So get in there, even if you take them home and cook them up into a quick jam or something, um, sometimes they're going to be a little bit too green at the end to really eat raw. Mm. But I'm sure if you look at them and pick some um, ripe ones, you can have a good feed still. Sounds good to me. It's, uh, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. It's a busy Goodbye. day. And... Um, we're going to let you go. John, thank you for your time today. Thank you. I was saying goodbye to Rose. Not to you. All right. So, all thank you See again. Ya. Bye, folks. Yeah, we've got to say, with all this rain around, um, it's a good time for mushrooms it's this shroom year. It's shroom time. Shroom. Shroom and delicious. Um, and bloom and delicious. And here she is on the radio. Philippa Sibley, hi. Hello, you fun guys. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop oh, it. God, dad jokes. Yeah, Bye. yeah. From, from mum. Dad jokes from mum. <laughs> um, you're looking very relaxed. I am relaxed. I've had a, a, a t- had some time off. Yeah. The, a uh, sabbatical. Took the words right out of my mouth. You did. And it's not a meatloaf song we're talking <laughs> about. We're talking about uh, the uh, your time at uh, Prefix. Prefix. Uh, Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're really. Uh, see, you know when it, 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 it's, one, it's, you? it's really weird when I don't when I don't pronunciate something you know in the French way. You give me a hard time, and now when I do it with the the oh, correct wow. pronunciation in French, then you it give me a hard time. It is not the correct pronunciation. If, you have if a, there's an e on the what, end, what's the menu? It's a prefix. Prefix. Yeah, all right. If there's an e on the end yeah. of a French word, you pronounce you you. you Let me write that down. So pricks. <laughs> Prix-fix. F-I-X-E. No, prefix. All right, okay. Prefix. Okay. okay. But that's no more, so I can just put a line through it. <laughs> yeah. I just did that. Thank you. I wrote it down, then I put a line through it. Let's so it's uh, it's come to a uh, an end. Yeah, so 12, 12 menus, and um, which was the plan, really, you know. Did so you have a favourite menu? Uh, was, was there one that you really loved? I loved I loved Autumn, which was this time last year. Mm. Um, that was with mushrooms, wasn't it? It was, certainly mm. was. Um, and I loved f- the French one, the Vive la France. Mm. was really, really fun and busy. What was the highlight on that one? Um, the duck. Mm. The duck à l'orange revisited. That was fun. How did you do duck à l'orange different? We did a – it was a little brick pastry with the confit leg. Yes. And then um, the roasted breast, um, a caramelised Whitloff. Which was which is beautiful, like a little bit bitter, it is beautiful, and then a, isn't it? a gorgeous um, to go with the citrusy sweetness. Yeah, yeah you got green it. green yep. pep, green peppercorn and fresh citrus and and confit zest sauce. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. It does. And then good. and then um, Paris mash. And what weird ass wine did you serve with that? Can't remember. Because yeah, that, that was that was it one of the things. Wonky. That yeah. was one of the things. Not weird ass. I shouldn't say it was. Um, <laughs> Because that, that that sort of sounds a bit negative. I was lucky enough to come to your place and have some of your menus, and it was always really surprising and delightful what the Somms were doing there. That was a great part of the, the experience. Yeah. As well as the fact it was just so relaxed and, I don't know, the lighting made you look good too. <laughs> wasn't it? That was part of it, wasn't it? That was not, yeah. That was attractive orangey, lighting. Attractive lighting. Attractive yeah. lighting. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, so that's um, that's over. You've been taking it easy. Yep. What have you been doing? Oh, I've been hanging with my 15-year-old when he, on the occasion, comes out of his room. <laughs> yeah. And we have, right, we, have, we have very monosyllabic conversations. <laughs> so, yeah, so just as he's, he runs out of charge for the controller for the for the console that he's using and he has to charge it up. Pretty much. Well, I'm going to talk to mum for an hour while yeah. she charges up. Yeah. <laughs> no, mostly because he's hungry. Oh, he really? opens the fridge and stares in the fridge. I do that. And, yeah. I still do that. <laughs> Like uh, inspiration, you know. <laughs> anyway, he's working now, so he's got a he's got a casual job. He's working at a poker for Angie. Hilariously, really, he, he was going to be working on front of house. Can you extrapolate a little bit more about that? A poker, Angie. A, a poker, the beautiful Greek restaurant on Rathdown Street. Gotcha. Angie can't pronounce her surname. Mm, what's he doing? He's, Is he front well, or he, back he, of he house? He was supposed to be front of house. But for some bizarre reason, I can't imagine why he's Following gra- his gravi- footsteps gravitated or... to the kitchen. Yeah, or his dad's. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's um, yeah, showing off his knife skills and passing out, prepping livers and so forth. It's great. He's he, loving it. Well, hang about. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone. He passed out. Preparing livers. I hope he's not yeah. listening to this, is he? No. No, of course he, not. He wouldn't he's got even far know where it is. Yeah. much better things yeah, to no, be doing. Could, yeah. I think he's seeing Age of Ultron or something. Yes, right. So, yeah. But he passed out doing livers. Apparently. Really? Bless. And oh. I didn't believe I, I was 
a little bit reluctant to believe that he passed out. Yeah, yeah. Then he came home with a big ding on his chin. So he did? <laughs> he actually passed out. Bless. Ah, love it, love yeah. it. Um, so you've been feeding him. What does what do you do, what does he eat? Oh, everything. Yeah. Everything. He eats everything. Okay. And, um, yeah, I've been uh, knocking on his door and handing him his oh, plate. passing it under the, <laughs> under the Thanks, door. Thanks, Mum. Oh, really, really. <laughs> See you later. No, he eats everything. It's, okay. uh, you know, lots of meat and couscous. Couscous yeah. is good. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. yeah, ratatouille style things and yeah. mushroom risottos and... Curries and yeah. So you're sort of eating to the seasons, I suppose you could say. Because yes. <laughs> that's what's, the stuff that mum's cheap? providing. <laughs> yeah, because he's not going shopping. So, yeah. um, as we were saying, we just heard that um, Cam. It's been kind of good all these these uh, mm. sponsorship announcements we have. Yes, uh, we had Darabin uh, Homemade Food and Wine Festival before we had our guests come in, which was great. Uh, Cammy Russell's doing his mushroom tours, and I think it's going to be a ripper mushroom season, huh? Well, it's it's been a late starter. I, yeah. I really wanted to get some slipper, uh, some slipperies and some pines or saffron milk caps hmm. a couple of weeks ago, yep. but because it's been so dry, it, it, there was you know the cupboards Nothing. were bare. Nothing, yeah. Um, but I think I think it's going to kick in now. But pineys are on their way out. So if you on their way out, yeah. I haven't even had one. I know. <laughs> I had one the what? other night at the Hilton at uh, the Windsor. Sorry, the Hilton. The Windsor it was delicious. A little mushroomy. At the Windsor. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell us. So, but pine mushrooms, what's the best thing to do to those if we're lucky enough to get them? If you haven't seen a pine mushroom, they're the orange ones. They're the orange ones. Yeah. So, hopefully they're, well, preferably they're orange sometimes. They get really dinged up. Yeah. And they they do, they're incredibly perishable. Mm. And they're also in, really dry if you just saute them. So what I... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they really, really I've, hard, I've, I've made that mistake. Yes. Yeah. So what I do is I cook them in an emulsion. So <clears throat> start them off in butter and oil and thyme yeah. and garlic, sliced, but thick, and then chuck in some water. Yes. So that they, they keep their... They're moisture and they cook in – like they stay delicious and spongy, but they still get that burnt buttery kind of caramelisation. That is a good way to cook vegetables, isn't <clears throat> it? Because what yeah. you're doing is you – yeah, you're making – Because the water cooks out and you end up with this delicious kind of almost like a sauce. Yeah, because – and what you do, it's all about that timing so that you just at the end you've sort of evaporated enough water that you have and then you get this – Glorious, shiny yep. sort of thing. Glaze. Mm. Glaze. God, you've got all the terms. <laughs> yeah, right. Glaze. Yeah, right. glaze. Gets glazy. Glaze in it. And, um, yeah, and, and away it goes. But um, uh, mushrooms, uh, <clears throat> we, we have lots of them are coming in at the moment. And you were talking about in South Australia we've got porcinis. Por- well, yeah, porcini mushrooms apparently fresh. Um, they're they somehow they've somehow transported them. Yeah, weird. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it's exciting because um, we get morels too in spring. Morels, but for but, about but I think twenty four hours. Yeah, but I think the morels. I don't know. Morels don't blow my skirt up. To be right. honest, <laughs> <laughs> I think they taste like saliva. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Right. So it's, it's me and morels, morels, whatever. Anyway, morels um, morels and broad beans and chervil. Yeah, morels. And asparagus is a really happy. That works. A really happy marriage, and it's they're it's a they're, you know they're together. They're in season together. But that's the springtime one, right? Let, let's yeah. bring it back. Let's just yeah. do general mushroom sort of thing. <laughs> and mushroom. And Your mastermind subject is that it starts now. <laughs> well, I think okay for me the best one of the best vehicles for mushrooms has got to be a risotto. Risotto or, or pasta. Yeah. Or, or hot wet rice. Or soup. Beat you to it. Hot wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or uh, or soup or soup yeah cream of mushroom well yeah or or just general mushroomy brothy deliciousness could we use the word forestier <laughs> forestier we could isn't that isn't, we that, always, we isn't that a classicy Frenchy term well, yeah there was one last time I was on you had Viennois Veal Holstein or something, or something like, like that, that yeah. yeah yeah. So no, anyway forestier is just means mushrooms sauteed yeah and, yeah Deli- well just with um just a, a fricassee even. Fricassee. What is a fricassee? It's a it's a a chicka chicka a sauté a sauté sauté a fricassee of of mushrooms is it's um a double e with an accent on the first one yeah. I love that word it's hilarious yeah. it's one of my favourite French 
terms. Um, but it just so a, a, a melange, I can't believe I'm going to say that, melange of different mushrooms yeah. just sautéed and seasoned and yeah. with some steak or chicken. So just to uh, cut out the French pronunciations, handful of mushrooms flipped <laughs> around in a saucepan, chuck it with your steak. Yeah, or your chicken, or you, you chuck yeah. a bit of cream in, put it on your chicken. Yes. Delicious. But that is a really valid idea about um, cooking vegetables this way, and I'm just wondering, we might throw it over to uh, Las Vegas man over here. God help us all. Yes. <laughs> um, just that whole idea of, you know, sautéing with butter and oil. A little bit of oil and yeah. butter, and then either stock mm. or, like, what if I'm being really extravagant yes. and I've soaked some... Um, Seps, yes. porcini, Dom Perignon. Yeah, no, oh, no. <laughs> I will use that well, that the liquid from the soak to to do. Oh thick. yeah. So you get that extra mushroom kind of kick. And that's why I always think one of the staples you should have in your kitchen is just uh, a little jar full of um, dried porcini. Damn straight. Yeah, and so you make good. a little bit of stock from that. All you got to do is pour some boiling water into that, and you use that as your liquid yep. either in your risotto or your. Yep. Fricassee. 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 <laughs> the more you say it, the I'm sillier it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Muppet song. Um, yeah, so anyway, that is valid. Now, I want to talk to you because you amazed me. You said to me, Cam, hand in one hand, the mandarin, in the other hand, the passion fruit, the... Together. The golden it's duo. beautiful. The yeah. golden duo. It's th- th- Matt said he couldn't see it. I was sceptical. I don't know how... Like, I'm not saying the flavour combination doesn't necessarily... I just don't know how you would do it. What do you do to it? Yeah, what do you do? Well, you, you make get all work? sorts of things. I've done a, a, a chocolate delice with... with um, What's a delice? Well, it's... it's I'm pleased you ask because... Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> so I like half of Melbourne mousse. did their eyebrows it, went... Huh? It's delice. a mousse. A delice. I oh, know. It means delicious. In it's, a, it's a hot... Oh, it's no, no, it's, it's a really hot. good. No, I was going to say shit hot, but then I realised I have to put money in the swear jar. So anyway, I've said it. It's a really uptown mousse, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's a it's a velvety Enriched mousse. And yeah. So it's the, it's mousse gym, but not as we know it. Scented with passion fruit because mm. chocolate and passion fruit marriage, mandarin and passion fruit marriage, mm. beautiful. It's mm. like the it's the jaffa but better. So <clears throat> put them together one day, and I did. I think I did a. Uh, a passion fruit um, curd and a mandarin sorbet and it just the colours as well and also they're in season together that's why what I always think oh hmm, passion fruit yeah mm, pretty, pretty. mandarins yeah let's, let's and passion fruit are beautiful though when you get your passion fruit hold it in your hand and feel its heft because it should be nice and uh, full full, of, full yeah. of juice yeah and there's um, I saw some beauties at Robbie's uh, a dollar each but. It's, yeah. it's quite amazing the amount of flavour that you will get from one passion fruit. Exactly. And you it's know good what? On, good on your cereal too in the I've morning. What i just learnt recently, I don't know where I've learnt it, but um, when I make passion fruit anything now, because you, you take out the pulp, and I've always taken out the, the, for want of a better term, the nipply bits inside. You know how they The, the, the thing that the, clings to the, the seed, yeah. which is where the flavour is. Rake, well, it's not so much the flavour, it's what where it's where the colour is. Oh. So... Um, Instead of uh, I did I still do that, but I chucked in a whole passion fruit and bl- blitz that up and oh, with got the this seeds, incre- the whole thing, the whole skin and everything. The whole wow, yeah, yeah, okay. And you get this oh insane color, this beautiful color from the, and it doesn't ha- it has no flavor. What what doesn't wreck what, the flavor? What implement of destruction did you put this into <laughs> to just destroy this passion well, fruit? Well, it was it wasn't the gangbang of uh, appliances. I can tell you that. Not not not, not the thermomix. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your ears, children. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, you were talking about repar- just, 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 just give it to Brenda. And it just gives it an incredible, bizarre colour. But it's passion fruit colour. So, yeah. therefore, you're saying that the skin and the outside is edible. We, we don't yeah. die if we eat yeah, this. Yeah, not at all. It's cool. It's, it's, it's boring, but it's got incredible colour. So what colour was this? Puce? No. Well, no. it was pur- purpley. Purpley. Yeah. But. Passion fruit colour. Passion fruit colour, Cam. It was passion fruit colour. With, with good, with good flavour. Yeah, amazing. Could you make? Did you just whack that in a panna cotta? Um, it, what about yeah. those acids? With the acids, but it does effect? set. It does set. Yeah. And I've made um, passion fruit creme, bro- uh, creme caramel before. Mm. Oh, yum! Delicious. Oh God, that sounds good. <clears throat> yes. So you just basically you would be re- replacing the milk with passion fruit juice, but you have to be very careful with passion fruit juice and cream because it'll curdle it if it's raw. <clears throat> so you need to bring both the passion fruit juice and the cream to the boil before combining them. Gotcha. 
because very important. Just I don't know why molecularly. If you put citrus juice or passion fruit juice, something it's something so acidic into cream, it'll just curdle it straight just away. Go, get the get out of here. Yeah, get out I'm of leaving. Get right out of town. I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing that. And seriously, one of the great vehicles for doing a lot of these things is the panna cotta. And if you've never had a panna cotta. Uh, as as Philip had just said, dude, it's just she didn't say dude. It's just set milk, isn't it? Oh yeah, milk. Oh, it, it means cooked or cream. cream. Yeah, yeah. So um, a bit panna cotta in in Italian, I think, is cooked cream. Cooked cream. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. It is. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, so what it, it is? Uh, oh look, I've had panna cottas. I've, I've had panna cottas that you can keep a door open with. Seriously, there's That's panna cottas and there's panna cottas. Yeah, it's not good. But there's a good a good formula is seven fifty cream. Seven fifty cream. Yep. 250 milk. 250 milk, yep. 160 sugar. 160 sugar. <clears throat> Four leaves of gelatin. Four leaves. Titanium, platinum? Gold. Gold. Gold gelatin. Where do you get gelatin from if you want sheet gelatin? You can get it in most supermarkets these days. Can you? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so four you leaves. Don't use powdered gelatin. It tastes like hoof. It does. It's very hoofy, <laughs> isn't it? And, it's horrid. Uh, yeah, and it's it made is. out of donkey hide and eyelid, eyelids and stuff. I just don't oh. go there. <laughs> No, not a good idea. So that um, if you want to have that again, seven fifty cream, two fifty mils milk. Uh, bring those to the boil with yep, the sugar. With the sugar and and you, like whacking a cinnamon stick or whacking yep. some a vanilla bean or mm. um, you know it's a, you can replace some of the like take out three hundred grams of the um, the cream and, yep. and replace it with mascarpone or yogurt. Pretty. Yeah, you know, it's a really, really good formula. It's a really adaptable. And, and it's it, from my darling friend, Rita McCarley. Is that Rita's recipe? It's Rita's recipe. Whoa. So she, I, have to, I, have to give, I have to give kudos to her for that. She makes one of the best uh, panna cottas I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and if I can do one more before you start whining furiously. <laughs> and I'm giving away, oh, Rita's going to double hate us for this. Strawberries and Jagermeister. Oh, okay. Mas- Macerate. Dude. Really? Yeah, vanilla doesn't panna cook, cotta. Doesn't cook them, does it? Because I hate cooked strawberries. No, it just, you just macerate a little bit and serve up. It's it's really really good. You chuck in some balsamic, no, aged balsamic into that. <sighs> See, the world's our oyster, isn't it? <laughs> um, when are we going to find out what you're doing next? Yeah, uh, soon, really soon. Really? Yeah, this week. Okay, let it go. Matt, okay, we're going. <laughs> He's doing the helicopter thing. Anything coming up? Uh, yeah, we got, to, of course, coming up next on Triple R, we've got uh, Kate <coughs> Ann and Geraldine with the download. JVG at 2 o'clock. Andrush and Lewis at 4. Yes. What better way to spend a rainy Sunday than listening to the radio? I am looking forward to having it a part of my Sunday because it's just a great thing to be. Philippa, thank you for coming in. Thanks, guys. Uh, don't forget that uh, Darabin uh, Homemade Food, Food and Wine, Wine Festival yes. is going to be coming up. Go to their website. It's, oh, my God, I'm over time. They're going to get angry at us. Down low. It's happening now on Triple R. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.